guys, happy Monday. We are back with a brand new episode of Lunch Plus, and I am here with Serena. Hello. She's here, and we get to do What's the Word Together with Buddy. It's going to be awesome. Go ahead and take the time right now, share the broadcast, because it's going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about how to work the word. It's going to be great, and it's family chat time. So we want to hang out with you, but before we do, we want to tell you about what's coming up on today's episode. You want to tell them? Absolutely. So after family time, we are going to jump into the Price is Right with Buddy. <laughs> he showed me a few of the objects that we will be guessing, and I'm super excited. And then we will go into What's Good with Miss Abby. Abby's back! Yes! Live in the studio! And she has some really, really exciting things and testimonies to share with you guys. Uh, then we will have confession time with Barrett. Buddy! With Buddy! That is super exciting. <laughs> it's going to be great. And then we're going to have Word Sneak. And that's going to be super fun because it's always fun. <laughs> and then jump into What's the Word. <laughs> I like that you shortened that one right there because Serena's on Word Sneak. And so it's going to be super fun. It's going to be super yeah. fun. <laughs> that was, I wish they had seen your face. Oh, so good. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited about today. Um, I'm going to ask our, our production crew real quick. Could you slide the TV a little bit closer? I can see the timestamps. And I want to say hi to you guys. Joni says that she likes our shirt. Thank you, they're, Joni. They're very different. We got some <laughs> summer going on and some fall going on. I was just telling Serena, George brought me back my fall wardrobe. We, we switch out our seasonal wardrobes and storage, and he brought me back all my sweaters this weekend. It was a very exciting. It's like my favorite when it gets to be cool. And this morning was cold. Mm -hmm. Like I say cold, that's very relative. Meaning 70s. It was definitely <laughs> 66 degrees this really? morning. It was. Oh, wow. It was. You know, that whole four degrees. It made a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for family chat. Go ahead, put in the comments who you are, where you're watching from. Because remember, we like here at the broadcast, we want to hit 100 comments as fast as we can. And the person that helps us get there first gets a gift card on us. So let's power through those with our questions of the day. Number one. What's one day you would want to live over again? What's one day that you guys, you guys watching, would want to live over again? Um, so these questions also come to us from Serena. So I have the privilege of, we both have the privilege of knowing them ahead of time. Um, Except I usually forget by the time it comes <laughs> on here. <laughs> but that one was pretty, pretty easy um, for mine. But Rachel says the day Aww. that Luke was born. That That's was sweet. so sweet. That was really cute, EO. Um, Ridge said Friday. What happened on Friday? Was Friday a good day? Um, Buddy says that the wedding day doesn't count. Mm. I was not actually. That was not say? going to be my answer. I was going to be. I was going to say the day George proposed. Aww, that was a good day. That is a good one. It was not the same thing. <laughs> but he not. doesn't want to include <laughs> engagements or wedding dates. Okay, fine. I'll take mm. both of those days off. I well, I wouldn't. This would be more like a week. But our honeymoon was the mm. best time ever. Yeah. I was so relaxed. Like I had no post-wedding blues at all, and it was. So wonderful, and like we laughed the whole week. Yeah, and it was awesome. Honeymoon week was a good week mm -hmm. for sure. Yes, I I'm going to make 
that my answer is. Well, does that count, buddy? Does Honeymoon count? (laughs) He's saying sure because it's you. If it was me, it probably would have been a no. Picks a different day. (laughs) Uh, Ridge said my sister kid's birthday. That's cool. That's That's really sweet. Yeah. No, I would say, yeah, I would say either my engagement day or I have a very, so that's like my George day. And then I have a, my, one of my favorite memories ever is here. This is memory. This isn't a day, but is when I moved here, I, I wasn't homesick, but like there are different things that like I miss, like I miss white Christmases. Mm-hmm. It's not common in the seven years I've been here to have a white Christmas. And Abby knew that. And so Abby and EO and Pastor Nicole and Pastor went home and they had shaved down ice, like a ton of it, and made snowballs. And when I walked in the house, they threw snowballs at me so I could have snow. It was really sweet. sweet. It's one of my favorite memories. Um, Priscilla says that she thinks that she needs time to ponder the question. It's a deep question. But he says he's with Prill. Okay, question number two. Okay. You went too deep with that one. <laughs> what two people would you band with during a zombie apocalypse? George Nauer and Pastor Brian Wright. I will survive. <laughs> yeah, Pastor will just rebuke all the zombies and we'll be good. For sure. And George would know mm. how to tactically eliminate That's all of them. True. So would Pastor, though. Like, both of them are militant men. That is true. And they both are, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, that is true. Pastor and George will keep me alive. <laughs> Well, my mind immediately went to fictional characters. I have those too. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually two people from our a past uh, broadcast, Jack Bauer and Jason Bourne. Is who I, I would choose both of them. Those are solid answers. Rachel says Jack Bauer and Iron Man. Oh, um, those are those are actually what my fictional answers were going to be, Rachel. So, way to you and I will be surviving. Um, Priscilla says, my husband for sure, and my brother Jason. So she went real people too. Marky says that she would want Rachel. I understand. Rachel, Rachel can take down some, some bad guys. I like, believe it. I have, I have faith in Rachel. Um, Buddy singing, I will survive. I would like Buddy to appear singing, I will survive. Like, I'd like him to just come over on camera. Um, Buddy says, I only need one, Jesus. If I don't get to say my wedding day, then you don't get to say Jesus. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> like, that's the Trump answer for, for everything. Like the Bible, oh, Jesus, God, <laughs> Jane. <laughs> this has been, been happening. Oddly synchronized. Like very much so. <laughs> Um, hope you enjoyed that, Jane. <laughs> I'm, buddy, I'm, I'm done. Uh, question number three. <laughs> if you could jump inside a book, what book would it be? This, oh, Jade says that we were cute. Aww. Um, I, okay, so this is not lit. The Bible. I'm, I'm done. This is not literally, like, jumping atop. This is, like, I'm going to become a part yes. of the book. I'm going to have a character. Like, I'm going to mm. be in its story, yes. not physically standing on the yes. paper. Yes. I'm trying to think of a Bible story that I'd want to be in. Like, not just the Bible, but, like, a story. <laughs> I'll take that. If you can give me a story from the Bible, then I'll accept the Bible as an answer. I think I'd want to walk through the Red Sea. That That's would be a cool really one. cool. That's a cool 
Priscilla says Chronicles of Narnia. That would be a good one. Jade said Alice in Wonderland. I thought of that, actually. Interesting. Alice in Wonderland. That's a trippy story. Interesting. Rachel says a Nancy Drew book. Um, Ridge okay. said the book of Luke. That's that a good is, one. That is a good one. Um, hmm. I, I don't know. I, now I just have all the different like options in my head of like the different so Bible many. stories so that like, I'd like to go see. Um, I think fictional book. I don't know. I haven't read a fiction book in so I long. Know, me too. Like, I was thinking about Alice in Wonderland, though. I feel like there's so many crazy, weird things that she goes through, and yeah. it would be really cool to experience that. My, one of my favorite stories is Cinderella. So I, I like all Cinderella-type things. So I'd probably, fictional-wise, I'd probably be there. Okay. And the immediate one that pops into my head um, is I would like to walk with Peter to Jesus on the water. That would be cool. I'd like to do that. That would be very cool. Buddy says green eggs and ham. That's deep. That's very deep. Mm -hmm. Would you eat them on a plane? Would you eat them on a train? And who would you be in that story? Would you be the one protest? I'm looking at Buddy. He's off camera. Would you be the one protesting eating the weird food? Or would you be the one offering it? Enforcing it. Buddy said he would be the one in the background eating it while they're talking about it. Buddy the whole just time. wants to eat food. Like that's Abby. I Pride and Prejudice. That's a good choice. <laughs> Priscilla says that she'd like to be in the book of Genesis while in the garden, um, walking with that's the Lord. Cool. Then Buddy says Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. We're getting some good answers. These are very good. Okay. Uh, do we have time for one more? We can do we can squeeze one more in. Okay. Next. What would your circus act be? Hmm. This was a very exciting question when I read it, but I don't know what my answer would be. I don't either. <laughs> I don't think through these very well when I'm coming up with these questions. <laughs> like, I, I know which ones I would not want to be. What I would you? not want to be the bearded lady. I would not yeah. want to have to fly through the air on a trapeze. Right? That doesn't sound exciting. I would ride the elephant. Is that an act? That's an act, I right? literally thought that yes. seconds ago. I'm like, mm -hmm. I could stand on its back mm -hmm. while it's walking. I can do that. Sure. It doesn't take too much skill, yeah. I think. Balancing. Yeah. Yeah, I could do I that. I could do that. Ridge said singing. Buddy cool. says, do I, have to have this, do I have to have the skill set currently? No. Nope. Priscilla said trapeze. Trapeze, did I say it? Trapeze? Trapeze. 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 <laughs> Eo would like to trapeze right. as well. Trapeze. <laughs> I, what are the, what are the, whoa, Jade said, that's mine too. We're so in sync today. Jade, I love you. Um, Buddy says he would juggle jaguars. Juggle jaguars. You could uh, be the one being shot out of the cannon. <gasps> that's one. That, that doesn't take too much skill, maybe. That, I would really have to have faith in where I was landing. Yeah. Like, if I'm just going into, like, a pillow, sure, I'm mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, a lion tamer. Wow. The lions that jump through the hoops. Wow. I could see Priscilla doing that. I could actually, you know what, if I was going to be a participant in the circus, I would be the ringmaster. Like, that's what I would do. Like, that's for sure she what I would do. would be the greatest showman. <laughs> I would be! <laughs> That's exciting. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Guys, these were these was these family was, chat. These, family chat. <laughs> these were our family chat questions. It is time to hop into our first official segment of the day. The price is well right, and Buddy is very excited about these random things that he has found on the internet. Do you think that you can beat myself and Abigail? Find out today. We're gonna be back in a couple seconds. Share the broadcast. We'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Lunch Plus here on What's Right. We love you guys very, very much, and we have an awesome episode in store for you because here's what's coming up right now. Right now. Right now. First, we have. Oh, I pointed to the wrong corner. <laughs> the price is right. After the price is right, we have what's good with Abby Wright. She's in the studio today, and we're super happy about She's it. She's back. After that, we have a time of confessions with not Barrett. Nope. Nope. Not today. And then after confessions, <laughs> it's a time of word sneak. I know Serena is super excited about that Yeah, one. she is. After word sneak, it's what's the word. It's going to be an awesome one. But first, let's start with the price is right. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the Price Is Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what are you doing here? Anyway, <laughs> Serena gets it. All right. Well, welcome to the Price Is Right. I'll point to the right corner, the right corner this time. This is my favorite segment. I love it. By the way, hey Ridge, good to see you, man. Uh, welcome. This is my favorite segment because this segment consists of all the, the fun things that I've found. Guys, if any of you have ever purchased anything that you've seen on this segment, please put it in the comments because that's my goal. I want to I find the coolest or most random stuff on the internet uh, and, and I, just show you guys what I can find on my Google pages. I really feel like this segment gives the viewer and us really a nice inner working of what your brain is like at <laughs> 2 in the morning. It's like, what's uh, on Etsy? <laughs> Anyway, so here's how the game goes, all right? Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to put a, a random item on the screen, and one of our contestants will have to guess the price of the item, while the other one will have to guess whether they think it's higher or lower than the price that's guessed, and they'll get points based on if they were correct or not. All right, that's how the game goes, but we also want you to participate in the comments. So when the items come up, I want you to put your guess. How much do you think these items cost? All right, so let's jump in. Uh, who should go first? We'll have Abby go first. Oh, just kidding. I tried to do nose goes. Oh, well, she did nose goes, so you're going first. Ah, you've um, already said it. Oh, Let your well, guess be yes. Of course, <laughs> the Bible has to come into this. I'll go first. I'm good with going first. Okay, you're good That's with going first? Good. All right, she has the confidence. So, let's jump into our first item of the day. What's our first item for the price is right? We have a pizza pocket hood hoodie. <gasps> Have you ever wanted to just carry one solitary slice of pizza around with you? I but have you didn't now. have a pizza-sized pocket? Well, now you can get a hoodie that has a perfectly uh, 
a perfect what? pocket that you can just you know slide your your little piece of pizza in it. All right, that's <laughs> this is for your everyday pizza lover. Okay, so is it like protected and insulated? Yeah. How did well? How did the there's a there's a pouch. So like it's a pouch, but there's a piece that comes out that you just slide it in, you Velcro it up, and then you slide it into the, oh. the pocket. So you can like wash the, the pouch too, so it's not like a super disgusting, like I'm more on board with this. Yeah, that's, for sure. That yeah. makes me have a little more. All right, we, we have some guesses coming in. Uh, how much, Abby, um, do you think the pizza pocket well, hoodie I'm getting would cost? Well, I'm getting answers from the people ranging from $12.99 to $5,000. <laughs> I'm going to try to hit a happy medium. Um, you can't really go wrong with hitting a happy medium there. Nope. No. So, so the medium between tw $12 and $5,000 is like $24.50, I think that should be your guess. I was <laughs> thinking more like 50 bucks, but... Um, you want to go with that? Let's go with like... Thirty-five. Thirty-five That's a that's a pretty that's a good guess. That's 35. actually a very decent. All right, Mary, do you think it's higher or lower than thirty-five? Higher. You think it's higher? But right. I think it's like thirty-nine dollars. Okay. Well, I'm I mean, you think about it. Pizza lovers spend that much on like pizza sure. <laughs> with the delivery and all that. So. Sure. All right. Well, is it higher or lower than thirty-five dollars? <laughs> How much is the pizza pocket hoodie? Pizza pocket hoodie. It's kind of hard to. to Marky says okay. she's never wanted one. Forty-four ninety-five. You should have gone with fifty. I should have. I was just thinking that. You were so close. <laughs> Marky said I've never wanted one of the products more. <laughs> I'm so pleased. You, you please buy it. Here's, just so that I can have a sense of satisfaction that that I made someone make an irrational purchase. I'm excited for Marky's led, Christmas but, you know. present now. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting Christmas present ideas. For right? sure. I, I enjoy this. All right. Well, that point goes to Barrett. One point for Barrett. Well done. Well done. All right, well, let's move on to our second item of the day Ready? on The Price is Right. We have a trip to space. George no has priced way. this before. He has priced this before? <laughs> Where are we going to space? Well, I, I believe this trip is just a tr like a trip up into the upper atmosphere yeah. and uh, down. So it's, it's from, there's an actual airline called Virgin Mobile. Virgin Galic, Galactic? I was going to say Virgin Mobile's the same. Yeah, that's, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's called Virgin Gal Galactic or Galaxy or something like that. Um, I like Serena for one million dollars. That's what you were thinking when you put that, right? So a trip to space. How much do you think a trip to space would cost? $300,000. $300,000. Hmm. Your husband. Okay. <laughs> Abby. Well, Higher I... or lower? Let's go with higher. Let's higher than 300000 I'm going with Serena on this. I think it's closer to a million. You think it's closer yeah. to a million? All right. Well, I can see a bunch of comments coming up <laughs> with, ranging from uh, $1 million to $100. We got a lot okay. of... Oh, man, this is fun. I love this segment so much. How much does a trip to space cost? You were actually really, really close. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like, I couldn't what? remember if it was two hundred and fifty or three. So I, George has priced this because he wants to do this. Like That's, this is on George's like faith board that he wants board. to make happen. That's wow. awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh man, <laughs> Kevin Nowicki put oh ten thousand. I thought it said ten dollars and twenty five cents. <laughs> Kevin, if says it cost that much, I would be in space. Right Kevin now. says he wants the sweater more. Yeah, <laughs> I want this one. Awesome. All right. Well, that means two points for Barrett. Whoa. 
Only mm -hmm. one point. Wow, there, wow, wow. You still have a chance. Wow. You still I, have a chance. We got three more okay. items to go. You just have to get all three of them right. Yay. No pressure, though. No pressure. Help me out, guys. <laughs> Help me All right, out. what's our third item for The Price is Right? Our third item of the day, we have custom face <gasps> socks. You have the advantage with this one. No See, way. Look at is this. Is that Serena? That is Serena, and those socks have my oh, face on them. What a great picture, Serena. I would just like to say, whenever <laughs> I got her those socks, she was more excited about those socks uh, in her outward expression than whenever I uh, proposed. No. <laughs> well, she was excited when I proposed, but when I gave her the socks, she was like ecstatic about it. She Sorry, that makes you sound either. bad, but you know. <laughs> but she knew I was proposing whenever I did it, so um, like I ruined the surprise. But that was definitely more of a surprise <laughs> than when I proposed. Anyway, anyway. She says that you're soulmates. Ah, soulmates. That's great. How much do you think these custom socks cost? Well. I'd like to have the advantage, but I had no idea. My mom bought some, too, and oh, I have no great. idea. I didn't watch her buy them. So I'm going to guess around, y'all are helping me out, around $20 is what, around where y'all's guesses are. I'm going to guess about $20. $20? Yep. yep. That's, yep. A pretty, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Higher. Higher? Yep. Higher than $20? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I can see some people putting them in the comments. How much do custom socks it, it also socks. depends on the website, but yeah, that's true. That's true. This is the website that I got our socks on. So, Serena, I'm showing you how much I spent on those socks. <laughs> <laughs> how much are these custom face socks? They are twenty-four dollars. Oh, I would say though, you were you well, were within the five-dollar range, so you still get a point. Um, you also get a point, so it's three to one. Three to one. You're still kind of in range to tie yeah, she is. a little bit. So. $24, you can get your own face printed on socks. Or your puppy's face or your cat's face is really whatever you prefer. All right, moving on to item number four on The Price is Right. Our next item is you can have a sleepover in the world's last blockbuster. You're Where's literally putting up like George's dream list right now. <laughs> <Like> this, <laughs> this is, George, what would you like? That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, this is you can you can spend the night at the world's last blockbuster. It's on um, whatever that website is that Airbnb. Um, oh. So w the price of this is going to be per night. Okay. Um, but you can you pick any movie out of it and watch it on that TV, and uh, and you can spend a night at the last blockbuster. Um, that's so cool. Normal right? Airbnb prices, like for a nice place to stay are like $150 a night. This is a novelty. Um, I'm going to say $275 a night. $275 a night. Yep. All right, that's a decent guess. What, what do you think, Abby? Higher or lower than $275? I think higher. I feel, you think it's higher? Yeah. Higher than $275 a night? All right, well, how much does it, does it cost to spend a night in the world's last blockbuster? Four dollars a night. No, <laughs> it's Blockbuster. They, what? <laughs> it's Blockbuster. That's George. A, that's the thing. Birthday present. Uh, it's. It, I think it's in like Oklahoma or something. I don't remember. In the where ghetto, it is. like, are there locks on the door? I have like, no idea. Is there a what? bed? There's a. It, it's a. 
it's a sofa bed, I think. Is it a mural, like, outside the Blockbuster, <laughs> and you just bring a tent? I don't like, know. I just, I found it, and, then, and it was only $4 a night. Oh, it's also booked for the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a thing. I couldn't, I was scrolling every month, and I could not find an open date. $4. $4 a night. That's crazy. That is crazy, but it's Blockbuster, what? you know. I don't know what you can expect. But, anyway. Okay, you think I'm if it was so booked excited. for the next three years, no it, joke. They, would, they would get some more money out of it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, now we got one more item for you guys today. Kay. One final item for The Price is Right. Let's jump into that last final item bon, of bon, the bon. day. We have petrified fossilized dinosaur poop. <laughs> and this is something you can buy on the internet. What is it really? It's it's petrified fossilized dinosaur poop. They no, said it's, it's they said it was certified. <laughs> so that's what the internet said. So it's like alligator poop that they just like dried really fast. No, well you can't you can't just see it's petrified, which is different. <laughs> um, like, have you ever seen petrified wood? It's actually crystallized. So it's it's not just something that they dried out and then put it in a box. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how much? This if, is exciting, but what would you do with it? Are you even sure dinosaurs are real? We're not getting into that today. <laughs> we're not getting into that today. Uh, I'm stalling because I have no idea how much <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well. Go, to, go on Etsy. It's actually, they're selling it. And, Etsy. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Etsy. How does a person on Etsy have petrified, like, dinosaur poop? How does, like, the Smithsonian See, the, not have the it? the logistics of it doesn't matter. <laughs> Certified schmertified. <laughs> the, the, the logistics don't matter, but it, it says it's petrified, fossilized dinosaur poop. Ew. Oh, my goodness. So how much? Wait, who's guessing? Me, 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 me. You're guessing. I'm guessing $500. $500. Yep. For petrified dinosaur. <laughs> less. Yep. You're guessing less? Less. Less than $500? Yes. We only have like two guesses. Oh, there's more guesses coming in. All there right. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, how much is petrified fossilized dinosaur poo? Dinosaur poo. 25 It's not real. What <laughs> in the world? That's not real. That's like fermented like carrots or something like that's it's fermented <laughs> carrots it looks weird it, it looks weird it's that, uh, that's not poop like that's no i'll, I'll have to do some research to find out <laughs> if it's legit cuz yeah the, the the question is how did you get it did right? you farm it like i don't anyway well thank it? you so much for joining us today for the price is right <laughs> farm <laughs> this is fun we have fun on the broadcast <laughs> I don't know what that face is. <laughs> I'm just having a lot of fun with this. All right, now we're moving on to our next segment, What's Good with Abby Wright. We'll see you right there. Now. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye. Welcome back to What's Good. I'm your host, Abby Wright, 
And today we will be talking about what's good. So going on in the world today, we have the owner, the CEO of Jelly Belly is planning on retiring. You know the jelly bean guy? So how better to go out than by becoming the real life Willy Wonka? I know, I know. So what he's doing is he's going around to each of the 50 United States of America and putting literal like golden tickets on like chain necklaces and he's just hiding them everywhere. So what you do is you go to his website, you like sign up for it for like $50 and then he'll give you a riddle and you can go in your state, find the ticket and you can exchange it for like $5,000 once you find it. But every person who signs up on the website for $50 to get the riddles and stuff also gets entered into this like raffle thing and at complete random, they will be picked to own one of the factories in Florida. So you get to own a candy factory in Florida for like 50 bucks. Guys, this is happening now. You need to look into this because I want to know someone who owns a candy factory. <laughs> also, once you do that, let me know, please. Also, next we have a woman who Basically, right after she got married, she was playing out in her yard with her son, and she lost her wedding ring in, like, her garden, I think is what she said. So they used a metal detector, everything, the whole shebang to try to find it. They could not find it. But she just found it right in time for her 40th wedding anniversary. How, I don't know, how can you not find a week, a re how can you not find the wing with the metal detector? But she did, and she did now. <laughs> I don't know, but it was really sweet for her wedding anniversary. It was pretty great. Just don't give up, guys. Don't give up. Next, we have an army ranger who actually we know, well, not personally, but someone that goes to the church knows, he just got the Congressional Medal of Honor for saving 75 people from an ISIS prison camp. He went in, the building was, I mean, it sounds like a, like a fictitious story, but it's real. The building was on fire. It was literally collapsing, and there were like huge padlocks on the doors, and he had to break them both off, like in the smoke and everything, saved 75 people's lives. And so he just got awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. It was really cool. Thank you. If you are a veteran, that is just praise God for you. That's awesome. Lastly, and most importantly, more important than all of this, is this weekend we had a soul-winning team go out and win 58 new commitments to Christ this weekend. Praise God. That is 58 more people who we are going to get to see in eternity that is amazing. We are excited. Praise God. And we also just hit our 100th message. And that was... We're looking, we're finding out who you are now. <laughs> the anticipation. We'll tell you later. Stay tuned. But 
going on to our next segment, if you have enjoyed What's Good, if you want a story to be on here, if you have any good news, we want to hear from you. So send us your good news on your face, on our Facebook Messenger and on our website at www.whatsgood.org. And we will see you guys next time. Now on to our next segment. Bye. guys, welcome to a time of confession. This is uh, a very important time for our broadcast because this is an opportunity for you to just declare the Word of God over yourself, over uh, the people around you, and just we, we, we just want to partner with you in unity as we declare these, as we make these confessions. So we have two confessions for you today. Uh, let's just jump into confession number one, and I want you to declare this. If you're in a place where you can declare this out loud, declare this out loud. If you can't, put it in the comments, but, but confess this with us. Let's start with confession number one. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. And then confession number two. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing, and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. That's your inheritance. That's your portion. You walk in the full manifestation of your inheritance in Christ, and you are out of debt. You carry a debt-canceling anointing, and you walk in supernatural abundance for every good work in Jesus' name. All right, well, now that we did, now we did our time of confessions, we're jumping into our next segment called Word Sneak, and this is going to be super fun. I know my wife is super excited about this one. It's going to be great. On to Word Sneak. here. I'm taller than the word sneak. Whoops. I need to shrink. <laughs> Guys, we're super excited to be here with word sneak because it's couples edition, buddy versus Serena. In a nice, friendly, competitive, <laughs> not at all, like, what was that? not at all, angrily, like, competitive way. It's going to be great. So here's how this game works. We have given Buddy and Serena a list of words I didn't want Buddy to see your first word. Oh, thank you. You're super welcome. And <laughs> it's basically backwards Mad Libs. I'm going to give them a situation that they need to talk about, and they're going to have to phrase, get all these words back and forth in while talking about super random things. Buddy has grown. Um, I felt super no. short. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I, I was slouching. Or... Well, I'm also trying to slouch because of the word sneak thing, so mm -hmm. it's, it's just a weird height day. But here's <laughs> what they're going to be talking about. They're going to be talking about Spongebob. 
Ah. No. <laughs> Serena loves SpongeBob. Um, and so they're going to have to flip their stack of cards up and then one at a time go through each card. And Serena, because it's her first time on, she gets to go first. Thank you for this great honor. <laughs> <laughs> this face is what the face was at the beginning when she said it was going to be super fun. Because <laughs> Buddy's so clever and he loves SpongeBob. But I'm determined to I win. I loved. I was a big he fan loved. growing up. You can talk about win. SpongeBob however you want to talk win. about SpongeBob. Right, it I'm does ready. not have to be positively. I'm ready. Go for it. So you know SpongeBob. Um, I don't know all the characters, but I feel like one of them, what's her name? The squirrel? What's Sandy. This? Sandy. Um, she kind of reminds me of um, The Greatest Showman. With the one character on The Greatest Showman, and that was the bearded lady. Do you remember that? Yeah. That she kind of reminds me of that. that How does lady. she remind you of that lady? Just because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, like, I mean, you brought up The Greatest Showman, which is a really good musical. It like, I, I mean, I that was one I saw in theaters four times. Yeah. I mean, the, just the theatrics of the whole thing mm -hmm. was amazing. Like, yeah. uh, you had the people doing the, what, what do you call it? The trapeze. trapeze. The trapeze. You, you have like those guys, you mm -hmm. have the people doing the rhythmic gymnastics ding, and ding. The, mm -hmm. the elephants. It was just, it was a w very well put Did on. You know that that I need to pause you. No looking at the screen, at the graphics. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not um, did you know that was actually <laughs> filmed in Toronto? Ding, was ding. it? Yeah. Oh, it might not oh. have been, but <laughs> it was. Random fact. Random fact. <laughs> That's interesting. I never would have thought of that. You know, um, well, we've been to Toronto. Yeah. Um, you know, because Serena has relatives up in, in Toronto or in the area, mm -hmm. um, in, in the Canada. In the and, um, Canada. The Canada. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. Anytime we go up there, because it's significantly colder, you know, so mm -hmm. I can't wear my, my, my shorts. I have to wear my pantaloons. Ding, ding. The pantaloons. Yeah. Yeah, just because it's so cold up it there. It is cold up there. Mm -hmm. And there's not really, like, um, any oceans to, like, visit unless you're along the coast. <laughs> That's how but oceans you work. <laughs> you don't want to go there on vacation because it's so cold. Um, That's true. But if you do go, like, maybe you wouldn't run into any jelly jellyfish or anything because jellyfish don't go up north. That's how jellyfish oceans. don't go That's how oceans That's work. That's how oceans work. I mean, going back maybe. to... I mean, going back to Spongebob, I mean, you know, they, they would always fish jellyfish. You know, they, they would go jellyfish That's catching. True. You know, um, mm -hmm. I remember there was that, the one song that they sang about um, going jellyfish hunting deer, or no, no, whenever they put the, the jelly from the jellyfish on the sandwich. I just had a sandwich. It's no ordinary sandwich. It's a sandwich filled with jellyfish jelly. Do you remember that? No. You never watched Spongebob? No. Oh. Well, it, <laughs> but, well, the jellyfish in, in that are actually very impressive because, like, they have a lot of skills. Like, one of them was riding a unicycle. Ding, it ding. was really neat. Hmm. Jellyfish sandwiches do not sound good, but I do like other sandwiches, like cold cut sandwiches. Those are yummy. Those are very yummy. Um, sometimes uh, we'll make a Dagwood sandwich. This is true. I don't know what that is. A Dagwood, like the comics from Dagwood, and he has sandwiches like that are this big. Aren't ours? My, aren't my dad quite would make them. that big. They're usually like this big. It's just a really thick, like cold mm -hmm. cut sandwich. 
and you put all kinds of meats on it and cheeses. Um, you could even put cheese curds on it if you really wanted to. That sounds disgusting. Cheese curds are yummy. Are they? Uh, well, I'm just not a big cheese fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a big cheese fan. You know who else is not a big cheese fan? Who <laughs> else? John Smith. You know who John Smith is? Yes. From Pocahontas? Yes. Yeah. Ding, ding. From history. <laughs> <laughs> I just, From history. <laughs> From history, is that what you're saying? From history. <laughs> okay. I love you. Did, That's my favorite. Did she, what was her pet that she had? Was it a Pocahontas? It was a was raccoon. It a badger? I thought it, maybe it was a porpoise. No, it was a raccoon. Ding, ding. I thought maybe it was a porpoise. What's, what's a porpoise again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> A porpoise, isn't that a, a porpoise is a, um, is it an aquatic? It's a like dolphin. A dolphin. Yeah. A dolphin is like a porpoise. Mm -hmm. Um, like, like beluga whales. Yeah. Is a porpoise like a kind of thing? I don't know. I just, I just like ramen noodles. Dang, dang. <laughs> um, I mean, you, Serena got me a whole pack of ramen noodles the other day mm -hmm. and I've been slowly eating them because, oh, I like to put like cheese curds in it. No, I don't. Like but I put cheese in it, and that makes it a lot better. That reminds me of school days, ramen, like college. Sometimes I had it in elementary school. If I had actually gone to school, I probably would have had. To, <laughs> that like, makes it sound like you never went to school. Was she was homeschooling. Home just to clarify, I would, I would probably eat my ramen and then <laughs> play it. some hopscotch during recess because that's what Dang. school is. <laughs> Hopscotch. That's how I envision it to be. <laughs> <laughs> if I went to school, you know, from history. Did I get it? <laughs> 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 uh, well, I like hopscotch. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever played the other version of hopscotch called butterscotch? Where you, where you, where you, instead of throwing a rock, you throw butter. That sounds fun. And then you jump in the butter. That sounds fun. It's a lot of fun. Ding, ding. Ooh. That was Word Sneak with the one and only Serena Crabtree. You did so you well. You did so well. Good job. John Thank Smith you. From history. From history. <laughs> I mean, it is history. From Pocahontas. Yeah, from John history. It is historical. John Smith was from yes. history. So. That's my favorite. <laughs> we hope that you guys enjoyed Word Sneak Couples Edition. And we are now hopping into What's the Word mm -hmm. with also the three of us. So... Stick around. We're going to be back in just a couple seconds. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and share the broadcast because it's going to be a good one today. You're not going to want to miss it. Share it, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
So proud. That was awesome. Thanks, Jody. <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit. That was quite the experience. <laughs> quite the experience. You did so good, Thank though. You. you did do very well. Yeah. Um, that was more grammatically correct than my sentence well. was. Very but well. I stand by it, too. You did good. You did very well. Well done. Thank you for being on with us today for What's the Word. If you are just now joining us, my name is Barrett, and I'm on with two of my favorites, Serena and Buddy. I said Serena first because I went that way. Because two of your favorites, first favorite is Serena, and then, and then I kind of... I mean, that's probably true. But <laughs> it's okay. I understand. <laughs> no, we are... Excited to be here with you guys today. And as you saw from the title, we are going to be talking about how to work the word. We here at Boomerang, over the last couple days, couple days, couple weeks, it's been three weeks now, a pastor's wow. been preaching on the word works yeah. and how to work the word. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, I was talking to Buddy and Serena this morning, and the Lord has just, this morning what was on my heart was, Romans chapter 2 and verse 13. And if you'll put that in the comments, we're going to just hop in today so that way we are getting through everything the Lord wants us to get through. Mm -hmm. Romans 2.13 says, For it is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. And the Lord just really started talking to me about that this morning, about how hearing isn't enough. Like, it's yeah. not enough to just hear yeah. instructions from God. It's not enough to just hear the word of God. But we are to prove ourselves doers of the word. Mm -hmm. And the word tells us that if we're doers, we will be justified. Yeah. And this is not a, you know, you're saved by works message. That's, that's not the word. And that's, <laughs> that's not what we're saying. But if you're truly committed to Jesus, mm -hmm. there's an action that follows right. it. Yeah. Like, you can't have a relationship with him and be still. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. it, it doesn't work that way. And so we're going to be talking about how to ensure that the word is working for you, how to work the word. And, you know, we, as I was just praying this morning, I, I, we haven't super chatted, but what came up to me is we have to take responsibility for the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like as believers, we have to take responsibility for it because we're the ones that it's been entrusted to. Mm -hmm. And if we're not taking responsibility, then are we really doers of the word? Do we really believe the True. word? True. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because, well, uh, whenever you shared that, James yeah. chapter 2 is what came to me. You mm -hmm. know, um, James uh, 3.20, or James 2.20, mm -hmm. um, it says, uh, well, let's start at verse 19. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe that and tremble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not enough to just say, well, I believe in God. Right. I believe that there's a God. I believe right. that there's a Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. Like, it's one thing. Right. It, yeah. Believing is only half the thing. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, demons believe that there's God. Demons believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. They believe all that. They probably believe more than we, you know, we yeah. can understand. So it's one thing to believe. But then he says... But do you not know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works mm -hmm. is dead? Dead. Faith without works is mm -hmm. dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? 
Do you not see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Mm -hmm. And he was called the friend of God. You see then uh, that a man is justified by faith and not by works, or by a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Yeah. You know, so James is saying here, see, it's funny because because I, I have it uh, right next to it. I wrote Romans 3.28 mm -hmm. um, from that verse, because in Romans 3.28, it says, therefore we conclude that man is justified by faith apart from deeds of the law. So it sounds like those are in contradiction, right. those two verses, mm -hmm. but you've got to look at what are they communicating? What are they saying? Romans, Paul is talking to, he's sharing the gospel mm -hmm. to people, people who aren't saved. Mm -hmm. James is talking to the people who are mm -hmm. saved. Mm -hmm. So the people who aren't saved have a tendency to, to f have this pressure that, well, I need to work it out before, before I can get yeah. saved. You know, like you'll, you'll talk to people, oh, you know, uh, like God loves you. He has a good plan for your life. Uh, you know, do, do you want to give your life to Christ? Well, I just need to work things out mm -hmm. first. You know, that's not how it works. And there's a tendency to feel like I need to justify myself before yeah. I can mm -hmm. come to God. Mm -hmm. But that's not how you initiate salvation. But once you receive salvation, James is talking to people who have already received salvation. You say you have faith. You say you believe, but there's no action to it. And he says faith without action is dead. So, and we're only saved by God's grace through our faith. Yeah. You know, that, that's the important thing to understand is it's God's grace through faith. But if we say we have faith, uh, you know, um, we can say we believe, but, but faith results in action. Mm -hmm. right. And so faith without action is dead. It's not, it's not faith. It's, it's yeah. not faith. So, so if we base our, our, our salvation or our justification on a faith that results in not works, it's actually a fruitless, it's, it's a dead faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go up to verse 17, it says, mm -hmm. even so faith, if it has no works is dead. Mm -hmm. But then there's those three words being by itself. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. faith alone isn't faith because it's not producing fruit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Faith produces like yeah. faith is a production oriented word. Faith has mm -hmm. seeds in it. Right. So if yeah. faith isn't producing, it wasn't alive to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if it was, it's dead. Yeah. It's choked out. And faith is a substance yeah. also. Mm -hmm. And so you can't have a substance that doesn't do something, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. That was good. That was like your little nugget. And then you mm -hmm. went right back I'm in. That's, yeah. the thing I, that's the thing I, I like about Serena is that like, she'll, she'll just like say like two sentences and like. And it's the and entire it's, worth of the hour yeah, that like, we've talked. Yeah, I could talk for an hour and Serena can just say, say the exact same thing in two sentences. That's an anointing. That's a gift. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, and you know, what, just in thinking about it, this, one of my favorite things in the Word, I have lots of favorite things in the Word, <laughs> but one that has just really been on me for the last year is in Matthew 25, where it's talking about the parable of the talents. Mm -hmm. And I was reading it this morning, and you know, just how different things will stick out to you different mm -hmm. times when you read it. So if you go, it's Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. And in this story, you know, it, I'm just going to hop up. Let's just hop on over there, guys. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's worth putting your eyes on, like putting your ears on it. And if you have the ability to look at it, look at it. Because this is one of those things that I've heard preached so many times. And then this morning, as I looked at it, the Lord showed me something that um, I hadn't seen. So verse 14, it says, Serena, do you want to read it? Sure. 
Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Mm -hmm. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. And so here's what, um, hold there, because, yeah. uh, but here's what this is. This is fruit. Mm -hmm. The master gave each of them seed. Yeah. And he's like, here's a seed I'm giving you. And now here's what each servant is showing. Mm -hmm. He's showing the fruit that has been produced off of the seed. Yeah. If you'll keep going, babe. Yeah. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful, and, uh, faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Okay. Let's celebrate together. Amen. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. Okay, so this is fear. Mm -hmm. Like in these, in these two or these three stories, you see men that were bold with seed. They did, mm -hmm. they used the seed as it was called to be used. They planted it. They invested it. Mm -hmm. They were not fearful with it. But this man allowed his fear of his inadequacy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm scared of my master. I'm scared that mm -hmm. I'm going to fail with it. I don't want to be, I don't want to be proven inadequate. So I'm just going to hide it mm -hmm. and then return it back to him. And that doesn't sound terrible. I mean, you know, if Buddy and Serena entrusted me with something of theirs, it doesn't sound terrible if I just return it back to them the same way they gave it to me, except in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Because in the kingdom, we're called to increase. We're yeah. always called to increase. We're always called to go, mm -hmm. to keep going higher and higher. Mm -hmm. So like George and I, we have a standard that if somebody lets us borrow something, we're going to return it better mm -hmm. than how it was lent to us. Yeah. So this slave this servant was fearful, and fear caused him to bury his talents. And let's see how the Lord or the master enjoys that. Okay. But the master replied, this is verse 26, <laughs> you wicked and lazy servant. He's not a fan. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Super not a fan. <laughs> really upset. <laughs> really not happy. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Okay, so verse 29, I'm going to read it in the New American Standard. For yeah. to everyone who has, 
more shall be given mm -hmm. and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. And I know that I have been in churches where I've heard people preach on this. And it's like, see, if you're poor, God wants you poor. And if you're rich, he's going to keep you rich. Like whatever, like they've mm -hmm. super taken this out of context. This is saying for the one who has fruit, mm -hmm. more will be yeah. given to the one who has fruit. Mm -hmm. If the one doesn't have fruit, mm -hmm. then he's not going to be given any more seed. Yeah. Like the Lord wants you to to work the word so that he can increase the amount of seed he can place in your hand. Mm -hmm. If you prove yourself to be fruitful, mm -hmm. God will give more seed to you. And the word is a seed. Yeah. It's a yeah. seed that we've been given and entrusted with so that we may be found fruitful. So yeah. that nothing, you know, the word talks about it over and over and over mm -hmm. and over again. We're called to be fruitful. Like that's yeah. what we're designed to become. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in, in the, in this, cause I, I had to look it up. Um, he was given a, one talent of silver and we look at, it, oh, he's just given like one, one little talent of silver. People don't realize that that's like $18,000. Yeah. You know, like modern day, yeah. probably more. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I, I just had to do a quick Google search, but it's probably more now, you know, than when they did that. So like, like $18,000. That's not a small amount. Sure. That's no small amount. So whenever you say he got worried, like, and, you know, got nervous about it and buried it, like, like he's not going to just do that over, like, five little pieces, you know, mm -hmm. of, of silver. Well, I just don't want to mess this up. No, like, it's like, it's a good amount. So, yeah. like, God's not, see, here's the thing. God's not calling any of us to anything small. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we think the guy with one talent, like, well, you look at those other ones. They, he had five talents. He had three talents. Why did he only give this guy one? You know, it was eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. <laughs> he still gave him a lot, and so like our initial starting place might look different than other people, mm -hmm. but it's it real literally it has nothing to do with where we're starting out, but what we're, if what, where we're faithful, mm -hmm. if we're faithful with what's given to us, yeah. with the with what God has put in our hands. Now the question is, what do you have in your hands? Yeah. We're not just talking about money, but we're talking about the giftings God's given you, yeah. the right. calling that God has given you. What are you doing with the like? Let, let's say God has given you a word, and He says, "I want you to be in the ministry." What are you doing? Yeah, about mm -hmm. it you know because I know so many people who they have a calling and that that's the talent you know mm -hmm. are you going to take it and bury it and wait until you know things start working out well I don't want to mess it up you know I I want to I want to you know make sure that I'm better equipped or are you going to take it and say okay God this is what you've given me I'm going to do it so yeah. we're not it's not just talking about like sewing financially yeah although he does talk like th th that's a big part of this For sure. um, but you know sowing and reaping th doesn't just talk about your finances it talks about what are you sowing with your time what yeah. are you sowing with your obedience mm -hmm. you know because because that the like i mean it i don't want to get super like uh i'm not gonna well, okay i was just thinking like what are you doing with your talents yeah. that god's mm -hmm. given you that's super like cliche and corny no. but like the talents that god's gifted you with you know are you using them for kingdom things mm -hmm. you know and to bear fruit or are you just using them for mm -hmm. Or are you, are you burying them and hiding them and, you know, saying, well, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm not very comfortable with, you know, sharing these things. Like, I mean, I'm an introvert, you know, uh, you know, but that the, your, your personality, it like means, I mean, like your God, when God called you, he took into account your personality, you know. And so if, w whether you're an introvert, extrovert, like when God called me, I was super introvert. I hated talking in front of people. I had a C in public speaking. 
Um, I, I, I didn't like talking to people. You know, it was just super uncomfortable, especially people that I didn't know. So I could take that and say, well, God, you, you said that I'm supposed to be in the ministry, but I don't see how that'll work out. I'm just going to bury this until yeah. I can understand it. Or I can just be like, okay, God, you're going to work it out. You know, you're going to qualify me if this is what you're calling me to do. And he did, you know, and he's continuing to do it. But it's, it, the question is, are you taking what, what God's called you or what God's given you, and are you hiding it and waiting for an opportune time to, to begin to bear fruit? Or are you going to take it and say, God, how, do I, how am I most successful? Yeah. You know, how can I be most successful with what you've given me? Well, and it's also going back to the verse that Pastor preached on a couple weeks ago, like, mm -hmm. look to the rock from which you were mm -hmm. hewn. Yeah. Like, so many of us assume, like this, this slave, he looked to himself right. at yeah. his own abilities, but mm. we're cut from a different cloth. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. when we be, when we made Jesus our Lord and Savior, we became cut from his rock. We yeah. became cut from his cloth. So who Jesus is, is who I am. Like pastor has a similar story of mm. um, not, not wanting to be around people and thinking mm. that he was introverted and thinking he wasn't a people person. And then Jesus was like, was I a people person? <laughs> and he's like, Yep. <laughs> and he's yep. like, then so are you. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when we realize that who we are is Jesus, yeah. then whatever is placed in our hand, we mm -hmm. can do what Jesus did with that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I look, I know that there may be some of you that are like, well, I'd love to know what my talents are. Like the Lord just hasn't spoken to me a talent. He hasn't told me thing. What? <laughs> that was very synchronized. <laughs> I saw where you were going with it, so I just wanted to the add to the effect. The entire word of God is your instruction manual. Yeah. The entire word of God is God telling you what your talents are. Yeah. Every believer, even if you don't know at this point what your specific calling and giftings are, you have a manual. Like, yeah. I wrote you down some just in case you didn't know. Um, here's what you, you, no matter who you are, if you're in Christ, this is you. This is not pastors. This is not just the fivefold. This is you, mm -hmm. believer. You're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Yep. You. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You are to cast out demons. Mm -hmm. You. <laughs> you are to speak with new tongues. That's the word. We're going to leave that there. But you can go back if you have questions about that. We have a whole series on tongues. So... Anyway, you are to not be injured when deadly things cross your path. Serpents, poison, mm -hmm. it's not to touch you. You're to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You are to make disciples of all of the nations. You're to baptize people mm -hmm. in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You're to have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, gentleness. You're supposed to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Those are your talents. Yeah. Where's the fruit? Where's your fruit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it is another jingle. I'm, but truly, these are what you've been called to do because the Lord has equipped you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the fruit? Are we working the word with it? Yeah, and I think it can be so easy to use our personality as an excuse to not do some of those things because it mm -hmm. makes us uncomfortable. For sure. I, I mean, I love personality things. I love taking the test. So much fun. <laughs> but it can be easy to use that uh, as an excuse. Well, I can't really Preach. go evangelizing because it goes outside my comfort zone. Anything like that. And God does give us uh, unique gifts and talents and personalities uh, to enhance what 
he's called us to do because somebody might not like a super bubbly person coming up to them to mm -hmm. share the gospel. And God sure. knows that they need someone super gentle to be able to present that. And so uh, he's given you your personality yeah. to complete everything that sure. you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we sh it's still our role in our job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, notice, what, what does the Lord say? Well intended, nope. my good and faithful servant. Nope. Well, well spoken. Nope. Well prayed, nope. my good. Well, uh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not our intentions that's going to... That's going yeah, yeah. To, to win the Lord. Well, you know, I, I really wanted to uh, make sure. That, I mean, because the servant had good intentions. Sure. You know? Well, I, I didn't want to waste it. I didn't want to squander mm -hmm. it. Those are decent intentions, but it's not our intentions that's going to get, you know, that's going to prove our faith. Mm -hmm. You know, because if he had faith, you know, that faith would have drawn him into action. Mm -hmm. Fear draws us into inaction. Yeah. Right. You know, and so faith. Put, put that in the comments. That sounds like something you could put in the comments. <laughs> faith puts us into action, but fear puts us into mm -hmm. inaction. Yeah. You know, f faith drives us. Faith pushes us, to, you know, outside of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But fear causes us to cage ourselves inside For of sure. our com mm -hmm. comfort zone. And so, but he doesn't, he does not say well intended. Yeah. He doesn't even say well prayed. Oh, I'm glad you prayed that prayer, you know of, you know, that, that prayer that one time that that preacher led you. No, yeah. it's well done. Yeah. See, whenever you pray that prayer, there's faith that's put in you. Your spirit comes alive, and then the Holy Spirit begins to give you an instruction. Right. He, he begins to lead you into holiness, lead you into righteousness. He's not just going to just say, okay, whatever, you know, just continue on doing what... No, there's gonna, he's going to start to, to develop something in you. But if we take... But if we, but if we hear the leading of the Lord and we just kind of put it aside and shelf it, well, I, pa Pastor Luke Bruger actually like gave a, a, a good, slightly graphic illustration on it. You know, it's like it's like putting a plastic bag over over. You know, like feet, like it, it's putting a plastic bag over. Like he said, I, I would call someone up here and give this as, as an illustration, but you'll understand why I can't do that. But w what's it doing? It's suffocating the faith. Sure. You know, you're, you're literally with inaction is suffocating your faith. And it's mm -hmm. the faith that keeps you alive on mm -hmm. the inside. Keep, mm -hmm. That's what keeps your spirit man alive. Because again, faith without action is dead. So yeah. you're suffocating your faith by not, by not working the word. You're yeah. suffocating it. And eventually, as you're continuing to suffocate it, it's, your faith is going to die. Yeah. And when your faith dies, you're just going to completely turn away from God yeah. because your faith is now that your faith is dead you all you can see is that nothing's working out for you you know this life in Christ is really just a life of misery and pain and suffering and whatever that's that's how people will perceive it and right. they'll say then I don't want God and then they'll turn away from God but the reality is they've been suffocating their faith yeah. and as they suffocate their faith you know their faith is not working their relationship with God their intimacy with God is not there yeah and and because of that, they turn away from him. Well, and it's so easy to look at this life and just focus on this world. Pastors preached a sermon a couple times now where he has taken a, this huge rope that like can circle the room that we're in. We're in a pretty big room. And 
like this much of the rope is taped off blue so mm -hmm. you can see it. Mm -hmm. And this much of the rope is representing life here on the earth. And the rope just keeps going mm -hmm. on and on and on. And really, if it was an accurate portrayal, the rope would never end. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we just focus, we spend, oftentimes we focus on this part that's like this much, like mm -hmm. it matters like this much in yeah. In the span of things, it's so short, yeah. but it determines eternity. Yeah. Like what we do with this small talent, with this small talent that's been placed in our hand, and this small talent represents our lifespan here on the earth, mm -hmm. and we're told that we can have up to 120 years living here on the earth. So if you take 120 years, that little, that little mark is 120 years. Mm -hmm. That may seem like a lot. Like you may have gone through some stuff here in your life. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'm genuinely sorry that you have encountered trials and things have been difficult and that it just it hasn't been seemed easy. I, I genuinely am sorry and have great compassion and empathy. But there's so much more. Mm -hmm. There's so much more. Mm -hmm. And if we focus on this, we're going to miss the span of what eternity is. Yeah. And here's the thing. Pastor has said this many times before. When we get to heaven, when we see Jesus, we're going to want to present him mm -hmm. with what we did for him here on the earth. Mm -hmm. Like our judgment as Christians, it's not going to be whether or not we love him. It's going to be what we did for him. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying that your works are what saves you. We're saying that your works, the fruit that you produce here right. on the earth, yeah. it's going to be what you get to present yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. It's going to be what you get to lay at his feet and say, see what I did for you. Look, look at the evidence of the love that I had for you. Mm -hmm. And when you get to stand before the king of kings who saved you and died for you and created a pathway for you to have access to the father, you're going to want to give him everything. Mm -hmm. And how much more in that moment are you going to wish that you would produce while you had the ability here on the earth? Mm -hmm. You're going to have eternity to spend with him. Mm but he's going to be able to bless you based yeah. off of what you did for him here mm -hmm. in this time span. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fruit is huge. Yeah. I think we're talking at this point, basically the importance of fruit, not so much how to work the word. The right. pastor mm -hmm. preached on, if you're interested in that, and that we can go through three quick points. Mm -hmm. He gave, he gave an entire sermon two weeks ago. It's a uh, the Word Works Part 2, How to Work the Word. You can go and rewatch that. But today is really a call for fruit. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's what matters. Like the stuff, it doesn't matter. But when you get to heaven and you see your Savior, you're going to want to give him everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yeah. You're going to want to hear, well done. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well done. And here's the why. Because you look at the other side, in Matthew 25, going to uh, verse 23, the master said, well done. You are going to want to hear the words, well done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to hear you were lazy. You were t you're going to want to hear, well done. Yeah. Good. God's going to call you good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's going to call you faithful. Mm -hmm. And he says, you were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Mm -hmm. And then here, enter into the joy mm -hmm. of your master. Mm -hmm. When you're faithful, when you are proven fruitful, mm -hmm. you get to enter into joy. Yeah. You know, and that's not just the eternity. You get to enter into his joy here mm -hmm. on the earth. Now, you can enter into his joy now by being fruitful. Yep. 
Well, I was going to say one thing I really like about this passage is uh, verse 15. He divided the money in proportion to their abilities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And obviously the one who got less, not that it was a little amount, he yeah. was on a different uh, maturity level sure. than the other two. And it's just like, I mean, I like to think of it as a video game. If God can entrust you with like level one of the video game, you have to be able to prove yourself faithful with being able to uh, beat level one of the video game. Sure. You know, And then as he's as you continue to mature in that, you can go in level two, three, four, but you yeah. can't start at level 20 with yeah. that. You know, I can't start in like Kenneth Copeland's ministry. I have to be faithful with where God's placed me and with the amount, the talents that he's given me right now. Yeah. And then as I continue to be faithful with the produce, with the fruit, fruit produced from that, then I'll continue to be able to grow up and get to different levels of the video yeah. game, you know, but you mm. can't just jump right into the level of the video game, level 20, if you haven't proved yourself faithful in beating levels one, two, three, four, five, if well, that makes sense. you would also be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, Like, absolutely. if you get there, you're yeah. going to implode. Mm -hmm. I would implode on level one of a video game, quite frankly, um, because I don't have that talent. <laughs> that was the God <laughs> analogy, because I am not a video game person. <laughs> but, like, I think of... Marky, I'm using you. I love you. I think mm -hmm. of Marky, you know, she is being increased in mm -hmm. what she's doing in the ministry. And there are moments, you know, we were talking about this last week. I've felt this way too, where it feels like, oh my gracious, like there's so much that's being placed in my hands. I don't know if I can do it all. Mm -hmm. But if it's in your hands, it's because you can do it. Right. If it's, if you're called to it, you're equipped to do it. Yeah. If you're called to it, there's strength for it. And all that's really how as past one of pastors pastors three points that he gave ugh, i dropped my notebook for how to take action for receiving the word uh take an action of confession confess mm -hmm. who you are mm -hmm. believe that you've received and then take an action of reception taking an action of reception that means that you take what's in your hands and you're going to do mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. it's calling you to do with it you're not yeah. going to bury it yeah throwing to you because i know you've had things it, well, I forgot what things I had, but um, mm -hmm. the like there's something that I, I've heard someone say before that's um, left my mind. So it'll come, <laughs> it'll come back to me. I just lost it. So you confess, you know, maybe you've been where I've been, and you know where where so many of us have been, where it just feels like, I can't do this. Like, this is too big of a thing for me to do. Like, hearing, go into all the world and preach the gospel, that's too big. Or laying hands on the sick, I can't even lay hands on myself. You know, I've, I've said these things out loud um, before. No matter what it's like, no matter what it feels like, feelings do not ever supersede truth. Right. Yeah. And the truth of God is, if he has placed it in your hands. He's expecting fruit to come from it. Mm -hmm. You go and you see the parable of Jesus and the fig tree. He expected fruit to be on that fig tree, mm -hmm. and it was the curse in the tree yeah. that choked out the fruit inside of it. If we're not producing, then what we're saying is that we've got curse inside of us that we haven't let die yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when we allow ourselves to be revived by the Word of God, and we allow the Word of God to transform our minds, our spirit man is renewed. Our spirit Spirit man is linked with Jesus, yeah. but it's our mind where the battleground has been. But when our mind is renewed, then we are 
2 versus 1. Our flesh doesn't have a say in the matter. And we will produce the fruit that we're called to produce. We must produce fruit. We yeah. must. Yeah. Curse is what says we can't. Mm. Curse is what says right. we won't. Curse mm. is what is choking out the life supply in us. But that's a lie. Mm -hmm. yeah. The curse is a lie. It's a defeated foe. It's a defeated thing. It's done. It's a done deal because Jesus fulfilled the law and he killed the curse. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, from the very beginning, what was the first thing that God told mankind to do? Be fruitful. You know? What? I just like that it had the word in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, be fruit. I mean, that's what we're called to do. We're called to be fruitful. And that doesn't just mean have a lot of babies. We're called to bear fruit in everything that God's called, like, told yeah. us to do, right? Um, and, and the curse, as a result of the curse, the fruitfulness was, was hindered. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like, now you're going to have to toil. I mean, there was just fruit all over the place, you know. And but but toil came through the curse, but Jesus broke the curse. Yeah. You know, Galatians three thirteen. Christ has redeemed us from yeah. the curse, and so we've been ushered out of the kingdom of the curse and the kingdom of this world, and we've been placed in the kingdom of God. And there's no such thing. Oh, this is this is it. Um, there's no. I, I heard someone say this. There's no such thing as nonprofit in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. You know, like you know, we call the church a nonprofit, but there's, but that's not actually yeah. accurate. There's no mm -hmm. such thing as nonprofit in the kingdom of God. Ask the servant that didn't profit yeah. and was called wicked and lazy. Yeah. You know, like that's that's how Jesus. That's how God perceives a lack of fruit, a lack of profit. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're called. It's the it's ingrained in the kingdom of heaven. The seed time and harvest. Yeah. You know, you, you sow and you reap. Yeah. That's just ingrained. You, you, you sow the, 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 the seed and then you reap the right. fruit. You know, that's, that's how the kingdom of God operates. If we're not seeing fruit, we're not operating in, in, in the kingdom. Yeah. We're operating outside of the kingdom. Fruit is, yeah. is necessary. It's needed. There's no way that there, there, it's impossible yeah. to be operating under kingdom principles and to, and to have a lack of fruit. That's yeah. why... That's why fruit is so important. That's why fruit is key. That's yeah. why we're talking about this. That's yeah. why faith without action or faith without fruit of, you know, you, you, there needs to be an actual manifestation of, of you know, uh, uh, of what we're sowing. You know, there needs to be fruit for, mm -hmm. for us to understand. Mm -hmm. This is a part of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I was just thinking of 1 Corinthians uh, 3, 3.12. It says, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. That good and faithful servant. Well yeah. done, good and faithful servant. Um, but if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of fire. So um, you will be saved, but you're not going to get that reward through yeah. that. And mm -hmm. what we do matters. It's not based on our own talents, yeah. is what it's saying, but um, being able to, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, because of what Christ did. Yeah we're able to have access into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But it's based on what we do 
with what Christ did determines the level of reward that we yeah, receive. Yeah, because there is a, a, a reward system mm -hmm. in heaven. Yeah, We're not sure. all just leveled there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, there's a class here in Impact University that um, pastors taught. I got to teach it the last time it came around. And it talks about how people so often will do something that they think is good, but it's not something that the Lord mm -hmm. has called them to do. Mm -hmm. And so if your destiny, you know, it's called um, mm -hmm. purpose-driven destiny. And, you know, think of the man who is called to be a pastor mm -hmm. and he decides that that's too scary or it's too big or he's unable to do it. And instead he becomes a businessman. And he spends years in business and he's very successful and he raises lots and lots of money and he sows it into the kingdom. He, he invests his money for souls to be one and he has been faithful with the seed that's been placed in his hand. He tithes, he gives, whatever. He does all this stuff. He gets up to heaven and he's like, Lord, look at the business I grew. I gave it to my sons and they're thriving on the earth and I invested all this stuff. None of it's going to be profitable right. because it's not what the Lord told him to do. Right. Yeah. None of it is going to stand because the Lord's going to look at him and say, I called you to be a pastor. Yeah. I told you that you were to minister the gospel. I said that you were supposed to do that. You got scared and you mm -hmm. buried your talents. Mm -hmm. And so this business, it, it doesn't profit you anything here. Mm -hmm. yeah. So even though you spent all of your life or like striving and building yeah. and earning and whatever, it doesn't get you anything. Yeah. Because yeah. well, Jesus said, um, well, you, you mentioned that the, the, where he was talking about like everything's going to be tested by fire. Yeah. Well, how, how, what determines whether it burns up or whether it stands? It, yeah. What determines it is, is are you, did you build, was God the one who built the house? Right. Yep. You know, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. Yep. So if we're building our own house and doing our own thing, building our own business, it's going to it's going to burn up mm -hmm. quick yeah. because we're the ones who build it. But if yeah. the Lord's the one who builds it, it's going to stand. It's like Jesus said, um, you know, those who build those who hear the words of mine, these words of mine and does them. Yeah. They're like a man who builds his house yeah. on the rock. Mm -hmm. The winds will beat against mm -hmm. it. The, yeah. You can say the fire comes, yeah. you know, the waves rise up and it, and it stands. But those who hear the words of mine does not do them. It's like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The waves, the winds hit it, the waves beat against it. And it crashes with a heavy crash. Mm -hmm. So like, and you see, you, you see that, you know, with ministers, you know, mm -hmm. they build their own house. They have this big ministry. And then all of a sudden you see it crashes yeah. and it burns and yeah. it, and it goes mm -hmm. hard, you know, whether it's a moral failure or, you know, they, they pass away and then, you know, someone else, they, they, point someone else over it and then it just crashes and burns really quickly it, yeah. it, who was building that house yeah you know because when once the fire hit it and it fell apart it, that that shows you who was actually building the house yeah and you can determine that based on like where's the root like who yeah. what's at the root of your decisions like for the slave or for yeah. the slave who was given the eighteen thousand dollars the root of his decision to not invest it or mm -hmm. not turn a profit on it yeah. was Fear. Yeah. Fear is not from God. Teddy yeah. or Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. has said this for years. It stuck with me the very first time he ever said it. Imagine a list with two columns. God, Satan. God is good. Everything that is good comes from God. 
everything that is bad comes from the enemy mm -hmm. and that's it that is theology 101 mm -hmm. god is good the e the enemy is bad mm -hmm. the end so if it's an emotion of fear if it's mm -hmm. like that's not going mm -hmm. to originate from god mm -hmm. right yeah um Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, it also makes me think of what pastor's been talking about lately is presumption. You yeah. know, thinking uh, that we're called to something that he hasn't called us to at all. And one thing that pastor said yesterday is we can't presume to have faith and hope in something that God hasn't called yeah. us to. And if he hasn't called it to us, us to it, then that work isn't mm -hmm. going to stand. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, mm -hmm. will inherit the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father right. in heaven. So... It, and it's not he who knows the will of my Father in right. heaven. It's mm -hmm. not he who intends to do the will of my Father right. in heaven. I mean, Jesus told another parable. I mean, it's all throughout the teachings of Jesus. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm discovering in this moment. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, but Jesus also mentioned two sons. You yeah. know, there's one son. You know, the, the father gave the same command to both sons. One says, I'm not going to do it. But then later on, he ends up doing it. Right. The other one says, I'm going to do it. And then he doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus said, who is the one who did the will of his father? And they said, oh, it's obviously the, the one who said, I'm not going to, but then ended up doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, so, and when Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of heaven, but mm -hmm. he who does the will of my father in heaven. It's important for us to know the will of God. Right. Yeah. It's important for us to know the will of God because, because if we don't know the will of God, we can't apply it and we, and we won't be able to bear fruit. Yeah. Yep. And we'll, get, we'll, we'll stand before him, you know, on the other side of eternity. And, you know, let's say this businessman came, you know, to God on the other side of eternity. And God said, okay, Pastor Mike. Give me an account. He said, Pastor Mike, I was a businessman. What are you talking about? Yeah. I was like, I didn't call you to that. So give me an account for your, for your pastoral ministry. Right. Uh -huh. I have no fruit. Yeah. You know, I have no fruit mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, praise God, the blood of Jesus is on your life. You, you, know, mm -hmm. um, you know, as long as that fruitlessness didn't, you know, cause him to apostate, you know, but like, praise God, that fruit's on your life or the blood of Jesus is on your life, you know, yeah. uh, but you're not going to be able to inherit all that I have you yeah. you know you know you know that's best case scenario yeah. in that situation that's best case scenario because mm -hmm. um, we don't want to be like this unprofitable servant who's Jesus says you wicked and lazy servant yeah. I'm like you're not inheriting anything I'm yeah. gonna he says cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth yeah. so best case scenario you know uh, you, you you come in by the skin of your teeth yeah uh, you know that's well as you're talking it reminds yeah. me of the story of Aphabel you know that John Bevere wrote yeah. mm. um, if you haven't ever listened to that go listen to it it's mm. it's the gospel basically in in the story format mm. it's it driven by did you say that driven by eternity I don't know if I did or not yeah driven by eternity is the book by yeah. John Bevere the audiobook's great yeah that's yeah. yeah, you can actually, I think you can go to iTunes and actually download Affabel. Oh, really? I think that's you can, because cool. I have it, I th yeah, I have it on cool. my phone. It's really cool know. to listen to. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, it's all in the same thing. Like, so if you go to Driven by Eternity, you'll hear the book, but Affabel's the story. Yeah. And in the story, I'm not going to give it all, because it's really good, but there's a part where they're in heaven, mm. and there's they're going before Jesus, and mm. they're seeing the people that they knew here on the earth. Mm. And there was this lady who... I think she was like a secretary or something. Like she had been really quiet or whatever. And the guy's like, I know her. Like, 
but she looks so different up here. Like, why? what's different about her? Yeah. And he's told, like, she may have been really quiet, and you may not have esteemed her on the earth, mm -hmm. but she won so many people to me. Mm -hmm. She told so many people about me, and mm -hmm. now she's going to reap her reward. Yeah. Like, you may be the CEO of a multi-bajillion dollar company here mm -hmm. on the earth, but if you don't know Jesus and produce fruit that he's called you to pr produce, then the best case scenario is you're going to be a gutter janitor cleaner up in heaven. And that's still going to be better than hell, but mm -hmm. at... If you have the ability to produce for him so that when you get to heaven, the Lord says, I get to entrust cities under your command now. Yeah. There are going to be legions of angels at your disposal because you proved that you got yeah. to be faithful with what I gave you here on yeah. the earth. It's like going to a birthday party. Yeah. Are you going to want to show up empty handed? Are you going to want to see people just give buckets of presents. I've been that person to go to a wedding and I forgot to bring a present. Mm -hmm. And then every other person has like towers of presents. It's like, cool, I'm here. Hey guys. Like, are you just going to want to be like, hey guys, or are you going to want to go in and present Jesus? Like, right. we're not even talking about a birthday party. We're talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, Jesus, the son of God. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the spotless lamb. Jesus who died for you. Mm -hmm. He gave himself, his entire life, and took every sickness you will ever experience trying to come on you. He took it. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to take mm -hmm. it. He took every issue you will ever have. Mm -hmm. So you would never have to face it. He took every mess up you ever made, every issue, like mm -hmm. he, he did it for you. And then you get to go before him. Like Abby, Abby told the story earlier today about that ranger, um, the army ranger who won the Congressional Medal of Honor because he saved all of those people. Do like I've, um, I've been with George and I've had the honor of meeting different military men who have done great things for their country. And they've shown me, like I've seen drawings that these kids would make for them. Like, thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving my family. Because when you get before somebody who's put their life on the line for you, you don't go empty handed. There's a friend of, of the ministries, um, uh, evangelist Mike Vitalich, he and his wife, Sarah went out soul winning this past weekend. They did like just in their neighborhood, they just got stuff and they went out soul winning. And Sarah put up on Instagram yesterday morning, this morning, I think, I don't know, within the last 24 hours about how evangelist Mike prayed for a man's back and the man's back got healed and he immediately went into his house and brought out fresh body wash that he had just bought that day it hadn't been open but it's all he had to give him and he wanted to give him something yeah. because he had brought the power of God into his life when you recognize who Jesus is mm -hmm. you can't not give to him yeah. and it's not just finances it's your life yeah. Yeah. you're called to bear fruit and when you mm -hmm. stand before him there is no way you you're going to want to be empty handed or even have a little thing. You're going to want armfuls of things, yeah. truckloads of things to be like, look at all I did for you while yeah. I was here. Look at what I made. Look at what you helped me to do. Look at, look at this. I did it because I love you because I desire you because I wanted to please you. And I knew this day was coming and I did not bury myself. Yeah. Cause the, the sacrifice or the, the offering that God wants is obedience. Yeah. We, we've been talking about this. God desires obedience, not sacrifice. Yeah, sure. We talked about that last week. 
So what's the greatest gift you can give to God? It's not, well, you know, I had this great business and, sure. I, and I tithe from that business to the church. No, the greatest offering you can give to God is, God, I was obedient yeah. Yeah. to you my whole life because that's where the most fruit's going to be for the kingdom. Yeah. The most fruit's not, not going to be from, you know, doing what you thought was best. The most fruit that you can offer to God is doing what he's called you to do. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, like I, in my mind, I could say, well, I could probably doing more for the kingdom of God if I'm, if I, if I fly to Africa right now and start preaching the gospel over there. But if God never called me to do that, yeah. I'm actually not bearing as much fruit right. as I could for mm -hmm. the kingdom. You know, I could see some, you know, fruit mm -hmm. from, from that, it, it, you know, some, you know, what, obviously, whether it's going to test the span yeah. of time, you know, if it's not from God, you know, will, it'll probably burn. But, um, but the thing is, if I'm doing exactly what God call, has called me to do, I know that that's where I'm going to produce the most fruit. I was talking with Pastor the other day just about, you know, kind of where we're at right now. And Pastor said, there's no, there's no unimportant time mm -hmm. when you're being obedient yeah. to God. So, like, you can look at where you're at now and, like, the, you can say, well, I have one talent and this guy over here has three talents and yeah. this guy over there has five talents, you know. And we can compare ourselves with people or we can look at God and say, God, this is what you've given me. I'm going to be faithful with this. And then, and you know, you could even take that and say there's no unprofitable time mm -hmm. yeah. when you're being That's obedient. Good. Whether you see it or not, put that in the comments. There's no unprofitable time yeah. when you're being obedient. Mm -hmm. Did you have something else? I, I heard you breathe <laughs> in, so I'm like, I'll, I'll close my thought. And well, no, like I've... The pastor told me something a couple months ago. I have it taped to my desk. Prosperity isn't always above ground. Like prosperity isn't always seen by everybody else. Like yeah. you can't always see a seed rooting inside, yeah. mm. but when that thing springs up, you're going to see it. Like the deeper the root goes, the bigger the plant can grow. Yeah. So if you allow that seed to bury itself inside mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. It may not spring up above the ground as quickly as you may want to see it, but it's still prospering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still thriving. Prosperity yeah. isn't always above ground. Yeah. Um, I'm all done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just thinking, don't despise the day of small yeah. beginnings. Yeah. You know, don't despise the day of small beginnings. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. Um, it, it doesn't, you know, one of the things that the Lord showed me yesterday, like as soon as I came, sat down during the Holy Spirit service from, from giving the offering is, uh, he, he, he showed me, um, it, I lost it again. Do you remember what it was? I don't know. Do you have something to share? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. No. Well. I, I have it in like three seconds. My situation doesn't dictate my yeah. obedience. My situation does not dictate my obedience. Where I'm at positionally doesn't determine whether I'm going to be obedient or not. Right. I mean, when Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, he's literally talking about finances. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like it, I've learned whether I have food or I don't have food, whether I have an abundance or, or you know, an, in humble means. You know, whatever, whatever situation, whatever state, I've learned to be content because I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what my situation is. It doesn't matter what things look like. I'm going to be obedient no matter what, and that's going to be where the fruit's going to take yeah. place. You know, that's when my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. That's when the fruit abounds to your account. You know, that's all in Philippians 4. Um, but, you know, 
my, my situation where I'm at, that doesn't determine whether I'm going to be obedient or not. When I'm obedient, mm -hmm. that's where the fruit's going to be. Yeah, and your obedience will then mm -hmm. dictate your situation. Yeah. Your situation mm -hmm. doesn't dictate it, but mm -hmm. it will then dictate the situation. Yeah. A, pers a child of God mm -hmm. cannot stay small. Mm -hmm. yeah. a an obedient, faithful mm -hmm. child of God cannot stay small. Put that in the comments. An obedient, faithful child of God cannot stay small. Yeah. You may have what looks like a small beginning. You won't stay there. Right. You will only increase. You will only grow. That's his way. Mm -hmm. That's his faith to faith, glory to glory. We think so laterally here on the earth. I was listening to Pastor Tracy uh, a while ago, and he was talking about how we think so laterally, but mm -hmm. the kingdom of God is vertical. Like yeah. it's, it goes yeah. up and up mm -hmm. and up and up. So it's not just a timeline along. Mm -hmm. No, we're increasing and yeah. we're going higher. We're going yeah. higher yeah. in the things of God. So you may be here on the ladder and I may be here or I may be here and Buddy may be here. But as long as we're going the same direction, yeah. that's what matters. As long yeah. as we're on the ladder, yeah. then we're good to go. Yeah, I think I heard Pastor Nicole say once like, don't judge someone based on their position, but yeah. on their direction, yeah. you know, so it doesn't matter where they're at, but where they're going. Yeah. Are you, you know, the path of Proverbs 418, the path of the righteous, like the morning sun, yeah. it just gets brighter and brighter. So it doesn't matter my position as long as I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah. You know, so, um, so when we're talking about working the word, how do we work the word? We need to st first and foremost, stop comparing ourselves with other people, mm -hmm. yeah. compare ourselves to Christ because mm -hmm. we can compare ourselves to people all I want and that'll make us feel inadequate or that'll make us feel prideful. And we're judging. Yeah. yeah. And we're judging. Yeah. Um, but I'm never going to grow when I'm comparing myself with right. people. I'm going to grow when I compare myself to Christ. And when I'm comparing myself to Christ, there's always room to grow. You know, I can always see that there's so much more that I can be. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not condemning myself because there's so much more that I can go. Mm -hmm. But but if my eyes are there, I'm always going to be, be moving because he's at a high level, yeah. you know. So if I keep my eyes on him, the pioneer and perfecter of my mm -hmm. faith, you know, uh, was that Hebrews 12? Uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Um, Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race marked before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, mm -hmm. the pioneer. The, the author and finisher, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, you know. So I'm keeping my eyes on him. I'm always going up. I'm always bearing fruit because Jesus, uh, I mean, was Jesus fruitless? Did no. Jesus not bear fruit? <laughs> uh, no. So if I'm keeping my eyes on him, if he's in me, like, if, if Christ is truly in me, yeah. I can't not bear fruit. Yeah. I can't not bear fruit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to bear fruit because yep. Christ is in me. Yeah, I like there's good. no other choice. There's that's no other good. option. Christ is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Yeah. And he is a very fruitful person. Yeah. You know, so if he's in me, mm -hmm. uh, I'm moving forward. Jo Johnny said, I always have forward momentum. Amen. Yeah. That, that's what it is. You know, we're always moving mm -hmm. forward. The momentum of Christ in me is yeah. propelling me to bear fruit. Yeah. So that's what, where James can can confidently say faith without action is dead. He says, you say you, I have, well, he said, well, you say you have uh, faith and I can have works. But he's saying, show, show me your faith without your works. Yeah. If I were to actually like look at you and say, all right, prove to me that you have faith. Mm. What, what are you going to say? Well, you know, I, I believe. No, no, prove to me. What, show, show me. Show me your faith, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I have faith in this chair. How am I proving it? I'm putting my full weight into that right, chair. Yeah. You know, that's the evidence that I have faith that this chair will hold me up. But, you know, if I'm standing there next to the chair 
and I say, oh, I, I, I believe that that chair will hold me up. Mm -hmm. Okay, prove it. No, no, I just have faith. You know, sit in the chair. No, I believe the chair will, will hold me up. You know, well, prove it. No. <laughs> you know, do you have faith no. in the chair? No, you don't. Yeah. You know, so, so fa saying you have faith in the chair doesn't mean anything if you're never sitting in it. Yeah, that's you good. You know, saying you have faith in the promises doesn't mean anything if you're not actually producing the mm -hmm. fruit of it. Yeah. You know, I, I can stand here and say, I believe that God heals all until I die, you know. But, but the question is, am I actually put? how am I proving my yeah. faith? How am I applying action to my faith? Otherwise, if I'm not putting any action to my faith, I'm just suffocating my faith and it's going to die. And, yeah. event and eventually I'll just kind of justify, you know, my, my lack of manifestation or my lack of actually seeing the faith, the fruit of it. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to justify a lack of fruit. Well, you know, you know we, we can just make up excuses. You were like mm -hmm. saying that, well, my personality or, you know, I can say, well, you know, I, you know, maybe God is... God works in mysterious ways, you know, like w there's so many stupid Christian cliches that we can come up that that we have come up with to, to justify our lack of fruit. And really, the responsibility is not on God. It's on us. Am I going to apply my faith? And when when I apply my faith, the Bible says, you know, uh, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move. So when I'm actually working out my faith, there's really no other outcome, yeah. you know, than for for my faith to produce. Yeah. Well, and I, I am always so amused is the wrong word, but I interested in the fact that almost every time fruit is what we're talking about, whether it's mm -hmm. here in, in person during the services mm -hmm. or if we're online, you can, in the past up to right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> you have been able to watch numbers be here and then oh and then people drop mm -hmm. off mm -hmm. because this does not always sound the most exciting mm -hmm. like I get that this is a charge for personal responsibility yeah. I understand that that does not always feel fun but here's why it's so important in Matthew 7 verse 13 it says enter through the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction and there are many who enter through it there are many who don't produce fruit there are many that do not walk through the gate it says for the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life and there are few who find it this is how you find life Fruit and production is how you ensure that you have the life that God wants you to have. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. The reason that there are so many people that have not given themselves to this message, to these words, and let it change them, is because, truth be told, Christians have sucked in demonstrating it. Christians need to be the one to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. The reason people aren't hungry for it is because they haven't seen it modeled for them. Mm -hmm. If you see a person modeling the fruit that mm -hmm. God's called us to produce, it's going to produce a hunger. Yeah. How can you cause your brother and sister to be on fire for God? You get on fire for God. Yeah. How do you want the world to change? You change. If you want to see genuinely, if you do you want to see all the violence in the streets, all the rioting, all oh. the anger? Do you want to see coronavirus? leave? Do you want to see businesses open back up, legislation change, abortion be ended, child exploitation be done with? Do you want to see that change? Bear the fruit that you're called to bear and your world will change. 
But we as the church, we haven't done it. We've allowed other people to. We've thought other people are called to produce. Other people are called to do these things. Instead of being the men and women of God who influence society instead of letting society influence them. But when we, church, when we stand up in who we're called to be and we start working the word, we start confessing those things, then not only are we going to get to the gate that leads to life, we're going to lead a charge of people behind us flooding heaven. When we change, there cannot be people that don't come with us. Jesus led an army. Like he had so many followers. He had different people that would drop what they were doing. His disciples who had jobs, who were fishers of men, like they were just fishing. They saw Jesus and they had to follow him because he bore fruit and the fruit caused the streets to be flooded and people had to come and see the man who could heal, the man who prophesied, the man of God, they had to come see him. They had to just touch the hem of his garment because his fruit would produce healing. What is your fruit producing? Are people flooding to you because they knew that they needed to come touch the hem of your jeans? They needed to be near you. They needed to get a word from you. They needed to be in your presence. Do they know that when they step in your presence, they're stepping in the presence of the almighty God? Because that's true. You, it's what buddy said, you are him. He is you. There is no differentiation other than the fact that Jesus is in heaven and you're here on the earth. You're his ambassador. You're called to produce that kind of fruit. Mm -hmm. A society shaking, legislation changing, production of power here on the earth. That's who you are called to be. You're called to be that person. You, not just the president, not just your pastor, not just the fivefold. You, you're called to influence your realm of authority. You're called to influence your family. You're called to influence your job. You're called to influence your town. You were planted there so you could bring change there. Mm -hmm. That's what your job is. And God has said that you're able to do it. Mm -hmm. You are well able, well funded, well supplied. And when you pray, things will change. When you do it, you're called to do such great things here on the earth. Mm -hmm. But the question is, will you? We've talked for an hour about fruit and now it's time to make a decision. Are you going to be the person that bears fruit? Are you going to be a person that when you stand before the Lord, you hear well done? You hear, enter into the joy of your master. Enter into my joy. I'm so pleased with you. You did so well. Look at all that was stacked against you. But you and me, we took it all. We were able to lead heaven into earth. Mm -hmm. Will you hear well done? Do you want to? I do. That's my heart desire. I want to hear well done. Well done, Barrett. Well done, buddy. Well done, Serena. That's what I want to hear. And I want you, every single person watching, I want you to hear well done. Mm -hmm. I don't just want it to be us three. I want to hear well done, Joni. I want to hear well done, Johnny. Mm -hmm. I want to hear well done, Kevin. I want to hear well done, Priscilla. I want to hear well done, Marky. Well done, Abby. Well done, every other person who's watching right now. Well done. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this today. So if that's you, if you want to hear well done, then let's just pray and ask the Lord to show us how to produce more fruit. Mm -hmm. The word tells us that he, if, if we are fruitful, then he'll continue to prune us so we can bear more fruit. So Lord, right now for every person watching, every person under the sound of our voices, God, in Jesus name, show us how 
we can be more fruitful. Mm -hmm. Show us how we can bear your fruit. Show us how. Help us, God. Mm -hmm. Show us how to be more fruitful. Mm -hmm. Lord, reveal those things to us. Holy Spirit, reveal to each person how they can be more fruitful. Expose every hidden thing that would choke the life of the word. Show us those things. Show us word chokers. Expose them with the light of God. And in the light of God, may they shrivel up and die. In Jesus' name, every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, let it fall. Everything that would cause fear or self-doubt, let those things just melt away in your presence, God. Let a spirit of boldness and confidence come upon your people. As they have heard this word today, let that spirit of faith move them to action. Let it move them, God, so that they may hear well done. Not just when they get to heaven, but let them hear now on the earth that the Lord is pleased with what they've been doing that the Lord is pleased with their direction, that the Lord is pleased with what they put their hand to. Lord, if there are things that we have birthed ourselves, instead of letting you build the house, show us what those things are so that we can just let them go. Mm -hmm. Whatever those things have been, God, if they're not you and they're just wasting our time, show us those things. Help refine us. Refine us, prune us into the most productive tree that we could be. Let us please you so that when Jesus walks by, he looks at us and is pleased. God, we thank you. Protect every person, every person watching. Protect the seed that was given today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, no, so. <laughs> At the end of each of our broadcasts, we like to give you an opportunity to give. Um, and, you know, yeah. I don't think we need to go outside of this parable. <laughs> uh -oh. yeah. um, you know, uh, God wants you to bear fruit. He wants you. I mean, in verse 29, Matthew 25, 29, if you're still there. For everyone who has, more will be given. And yeah. he will have an abundance. He will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. See, God's will for you is not that every little piece you have is taken away. Yeah. Right. You know, where you're barely making a buy, where you're not, where you're struggling, you're having such a difficult time to make ends meet, you know. Nope. The Bible actually says in the book of Proverbs, a fool spends all that he makes. Yeah. God, doesn't want you, God doesn't want you to operate like that. He doesn't want you to just go from paycheck to paycheck. Right. He wants you to walk in abundance. Yeah. And how do, how do you do that? Not by burying what you have, but by, get, but by, but by utilizing it, by, by sowing it, by, you know, by, by uh, investing it mm -hmm. you know, into, uh, essentially by investing. That's what work is. You're investing your time mm -hmm. and you're reaping, you know, your investment. You know, you don't invest a lot into your work. You're not going to get a lot out of it. You'll probably get fired. You know, that's just how things work. That's seed time and harvest, you know. Uh, it's the same thing in the kingdom, though. I mean, the most, the, here's, here's the thing. The Bible says, uh, G Jesus talked about, you know, planting a seed. It'll reap 30, 60, 100 fold. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I were to tell you, if you invest in this stock today and you have a guaranteed 30 fold yeah. increase, you're going to invest in that stock. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. pretty much everything that you have. Like, it, but if I were to say minimum, you'll get a 30, mm, yeah. 30, 30 fold increase. 
Well, uh, heck, <laughs> that's great. Minimum 30-fold, you know, possible 60-fold, even 100-fold, you know, return on, on that investment. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's, that's, the, that's the return you get by investing right. into the kingdom. Right. Yeah. Is minimum 30-fold. Guaranteed. So, guaranteed. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so here's the thing. Here, here's the key, though. Again, we've been talking about bearing fruit, and we've been talking about faith and building mm -hmm. the houses. It's got to be at the leading of, of God, right. you know, because, uh, you know, Matt, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 3 says, I can give all I have to the poor, but if I have not love, I have nothing. What's love? It's at the leading of God, mm -hmm. you know, so, so, um, so we need to make sure, so take this time, you know, seek the Lord right now. God, what do you want me to sow right now? Yeah. God, do you have some, is, is there something that you would like me to give towards the kingdom? Because we just, we, we just shared on what's good. Yeah. 58 commitments to Christ. Yeah. This is a kingdom ministry. You know, th this is a ministry that, that desires to see the kingdom advance and grow. So when you, when you invest, you know, or, you know, biblical terms, sow into that, fruit will produce. You know, it's, it's, and it's important for us to, to have faith, to apply our faith to the seed that we mm -hmm. sow too. You know, we're not just kind of sowing seed and, man, that's great. Uh, but we need to apply our faith to it as well, because at, here's the thing. You, you were talking about once the seed's planted in the ground, you need to give it time to, 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 bear, to take root before the fruit comes. It needs mm -hmm. to take root in that soil. Yeah. Like, you don't see a farmer, you know, plant all of his seed, and then a week later, he doesn't see the fruit. And then he goes, bear, like, digging it all up and seeing, okay, where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's there. And then, and then well, you just killed the seed, mm -hmm. you know? A lot of times we start, we sow seeds and then because we don't see the immediate harvest, we try to like dig it up. What, what's going on? What's, what's the problem? You know, we try to dig it up and then, and then what, 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 what's happening? We allow fear to step mm -hmm. in and doubt to step in rather than I know that God's word says if I'm investing into his kingdom, you know, uh, when I invest into the kingdom of God, seek first the kingdom mm -hmm, of God yeah. and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to apply my faith to what God has said, and I know that the abundance is going to come. Mm -hmm. To everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. That's yeah. what God has for you. Uh, so, so I'm not going to take what I have and bury it or just kind of hoard it away, but I'm going to take what I have, and I'm going to say, okay, God, you know, this is yours. How do you want me to invest this? How do you want me to be most fruitful with yeah. this? And God will, God will lead you, and God will give you instruction. Because here's the thing. God wants you to be fruitful. Yeah. He wants his kingdom to be fruitful. So when, when you're willing to say, God, this is what I have. What do you want me to do with it? Mm -hmm. He'll say, this is where you'll bear the most right. fruit. And, and, and right now you have an opportunity to sow into this ministry. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and just say, God, what do you want me to sow into this ministry? God, what do you want to do right now? The, and God will say, this is what's going to bear the most fruit for you. Yeah. You know, and for... Part, partly for this ministry, but even, even Paul, Paul said, you know, I, I don't necessarily seek the gift because here's the thing. If everyone decided I'm not, I'm not going to give to this ministry anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. God's my source, not you. Yeah. You know, that's what Paul was saying in that state. That's when he said, you know, I can do all things through Christ. So he's saying, whether you give or not, who cares? <laughs> you know, well, the only thing I care about is the fruit that, right. that abounds to your account. Yeah. You know, he's, he's saying, that's what I care. I don't care that you're giving to me. I'm, I, I care that there's going to be fruit in your account. Yeah. And so that's what Paul was saying there, you know, and that's what we're saying today, you know. Yeah. So, so this ministry doesn't run off of those who give to it. Nope. 
it runs off of the Holy Spirit leading us and telling us what to do. And, God, yes. and when God leads us, he'll supply. Mm -hmm. But you have the privilege and the honor to be a part of that. Yeah. You have a privilege and an honor that whenever that, that when you choose to invest in the kingdom, God will continue to invest into yeah. you and he'll and you, there, you will bear fruit yeah. and you will have an abundance for every good work. Amen. Amen. So if you if you want to be a part of that, you can go to givebc.org or if you're on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate Octothorpe. and and Octothorpe. <laughs> Octothorpe, that's that's like OG. Um, not OG, but that was like three months ago. Old OG people. when when I was when I first started Octothorpe. There was don't, no donate. There was no lunch plus before the crab treats they brought. That's it, true. Yeah, that's true. No, well, it's it started like right when I discovered yeah, yeah. that you guys existed, um, which was like five months ago. Anyway. You can go to givebc.org or hashtag yes. donate if you would like to sew. Do it out of obedience, not out of compulsion. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. are feeling compelled, yeah. like forced, not Holy Spirit leading you, but if you're yeah. feeling any sort of pressure, then don't give. Right. Go spend it on lunch and have a great lunch. You'll bear more food that way. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But if you are the people that the Lord is speaking to and you've mm -hmm. said, this is ministered yeah. to me, this has blessed me, this has, I, I know I need to give, then... Mm -hmm. You are yeah. welcome to. We have made it pretty easy for you to, and we just care that the Lord blesses you. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to pray over yeah. the seed. Father, I thank you for everybody who has already sowed and for those who will sow. Father, I thank you that we can know, that we know, that we know that mm -hmm. you keep your word and that yeah. we will get return on whatever is sowed. So, Father, mm -hmm. I thank you that you are a man of your word, that you are yes, the God of your word, Father. Mm -hmm. I thank you so much for the seed that is coming back to those who have sown. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we love you all so much. Thanks for hanging with us today. We're going to be back tomorrow with Willet Muffin, and we're going to be back with uh, Bible trivia and prayer time and another What's the Word. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you back at 1145 a.m. I'm happy you were here. Me too. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you were here too, but she's, <laughs> she's a special guest. It's a blessing. Yeah, a blessing. We'll be back tomorrow. See you soon. Love you. Have a great rest of your Bye. Monday. Bye.